Hello, and welcome back to The Catch. My name is Michael Adams. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, John Rahimi. How's it going, John? So good. We're recording on a Sunday, and it's a nice day outside, so it's awesome. It is beautiful. I actually went for a hike this morning, though, and I know you don't like hikes, but I still went for it anyways. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Who said I didn't like hikes? I think like three podcasts ago, you said you like hated nature. Oh, okay. That's different. I, that mean, I meant like bees, <laughs> like insects and like things of nature. I like being outside. So like hiking, you're just, you're just outside, you know? Okay. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I'll, take, you know, I'll take your word there. Okay. Um, I was going hiking today and I get done with a hike uh, and I'm, I'm drinking water. I'm trying to cool down. And I like, didn't realize how hot I was. And I looked down and my entire shirt had just sweat through the entire thing. Like I was dripping sweat. Mm. I mean, when I say I went for a hike, it wasn't like I was mountain climbing. Like I hiked a trail in little town Metamora for at most an hour, probably 45 minutes in all reality. And I was dripping in sweat. And I was like, I'm a 23 year old. Like I thought I was in shape male, um, but I guess I'm not that in shape. I was like, I think this might be a sign I need to start working out more. <laughs> I often experience that when I walk up the three flights of stairs here. By the end of it, I'm kind of just soaked. A little rag as a shirt. I'm just like, wow, that was that was tough. I should probably go eat some more ice cream. That'll cool me off. <laughs> as long as you do the trip up and down, as long as you put the ice cream at the bottom of the stairs, that's how you burn the calories so you oh, can a, eat the ice it's cream. It's at the top of the stairs. You know, you've got to climb up to to get there oh know? so you're at the bottom already you start at the, the bottom. bottom i'm getting okay, up okay, okay. You know? as long as there's a climb yeah. at some point to get the ice cream that's yeah. how you bring the calories from, that's from the chapel to the kitchen right into the freezer a direct line from direct. one to the other <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i was telling um adam and bethany were here yesterday mm. they came up they were visiting their family so they were they were hanging out um went to breakfast or went, went to lunch um but i was telling them about like walking up the stairs they're like wow there's a lot of stairs here i'm like i know it's terrible <laughs> I've learned this the hard way. Yeah. I always think of Kung Fu Panda too when he gets into like that huge tower. He looks up and he goes, My old enemy stairs. Like, Have you seen yep. Kung Fu Panda 3 when he takes oh. his dad up the stairs and <laughs> both of them go up? Yes. Oh, that's such a good movie. Those are great movies, everyone. If you haven't watched those, go take some time and, and watch the Kung Fu Panda series. It's very good. There are so many quotes that John and I give to each other. Um, as well as if you guys remember David McCormick from last week, um, all three of us are kind of obsessed with those movies. Something about just like a chunky panda practicing karate, having great humor. It really hits home. That's such a good movie. Oh my gosh. It was actually really good having David on last week. I, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed having him. It was fun. But sadly, he's not with us today. Nope. Just the two. Just the two of us today. That's okay. Man, man, man. Yeah. Hey, man. He's with us in spirit. Yeah. He'll be he'll be joining us too in the future. Uh, we have I know we have a podcast coming out with him on uh, on Hope here in a few weeks too. So, so he will get be back. ready. Yeah, and anyway, we had the uh, the added bonus this week of a Taylor Swift album getting dropped, kind of surprisingly. Complete surprise. Complete surprise. And Michael and I were talking about this before. We are not huge like Taylor Swift like fangirls. We're not Swifties. Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's what they're called. Trust okay. me, I know. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'm dating probably like one of the biggest Swifties in the world. Uh, yeah, we um, work with two of the biggest Swifties. In the oh, world. we do. Yeah, Monica and Mary are both huge. I forgot about that. Um, okay, I actually will take before you keep going. I was a huge Taylor Swift fan back in the day. I, I mean, I had a poster of her in my room for the majority of my adolescence. Oh, like, like when she was a country singer. 
yeah, that's also because I'm a huge country fan. So like I was in love with it. And even in her past two albums, there have been songs that I've really enjoyed. Like on her Reputation album, there were a couple I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, on the newest one, I don't really remember what it was called. But I remember there was a few songs. Lover. That, oh, yeah, Lover. But there's on, a couple man. of really great songs from that album, too. But I, I, was telling, I was telling you, John, like, there hasn't been an album from Taylor Swift in a long time that have been like, you know what? I would just put this album on while I was driving or while I was working, listen to the whole thing. It's been more like, you know what? I'll put on maybe three or four of these songs um, and that, then I'll just go on and do something else. But this is the first one in a very long time that I've been like, you know what? I like almost like every single one of these songs. Like this is just honestly all around great album. Yeah. I mean, it was, I clicked on it out of curiosity. I was like, Oh, maybe it'll be good. Cause the, the cover kind of intrigued me. It was like folklore. Okay. And it's like a lowercase F, which means like, Ooh, okay. Like she didn't care enough Trendy. to capitalize it. Yeah. Um, but I listened, Oh, I didn't start the timer. Whoopsies. Hang on. This happens every freaking time. Okay. So, but I, I listened to it. And the first one I listened to is the Von Iver one exile. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So good. We, I know we were just talking about the piano. Oh this my gosh. Moving. Maybe because I'm like a melancholic and the album is kind of, I don't know. It's a little more like weighty and, Mm-hmm. it's not dark but it's just kind of like it's got some themes to it yeah i don't know i, I was digging it um yeah just big fan this isn't really anything to do with catholic things but you know whatever Taylor's it's, it's a very a lyrical good, album, album though very lyrical yeah. album that's and a new way to put it if you want to go through and like look up the meanings of the song it's very interesting mm-hmm. to see like how the album progresses from the first song to the last um I, I think it was all around very beautifully made with the lyrics and with like the melodies and just the instrumentation of it all. Just, you know what? I'll, I got to give it to her. She, she hit it out of the park this time. Yeah. I, well done, Taylor. Well done. We know that you're listening. So yeah. <laughs> hey, she's a, she's a big social media presence. So she, uh, you know, she might be listening. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll tag her in this. Speaking of social media. Who, what, what about social media, John? To the topic. Um, I don't know why I wanted to talk about this today, but for whatever reason, like, I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to kind of discuss, like, how do, how do we use social media? What is, mm. what is good about it? What is mm. it, what is it good for? What is it bad for? All of those lovely questions that we like to ask. But um, yeah, so I think just as a little disclaimer before we start, diving into this this is not like hey social media is the worst thing in the world satan made social media to get everyone to go to hell or you know i'm telling you that you need to get off all of your accounts and you know go dark not not the point of this um right i don't have i don't i have my social media account still i don't use any of them anymore um just because i was away from it for a year and kind of didn't feel any real need to go back to it after after doing that so I'm coming from, from that side and Michael, I know you still have yours and you still use it. So he'll have, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still on, I'm still on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. I'm no longer on Twitter. I I did give that one. You got a Twitter? I did. I had a Twitter. Like that's all I used in high school. I got to college. Like after my freshman year, I was like, I just, nope, no need for it. And I took a break from it for about six months. I never felt the need to go back. Um, but again, yeah, I think this is a, this is a juicy, juicy boy. Oh yeah. the thing is, is, again, you know, social media can be a really beautiful and like great thing. Like for me specifically, I don't really use Facebook that much, but something I really love about Facebook is it helps me keep in touch with family members from across the country and people I don't see. Yeah. So like 
again, there are really great uses, but it's always that idea of, you know, think before you consume, no matter like what it is, like think about what mm-hmm. you're consuming. Um, yeah, and it's just like, think about how you consume it. And I think that's, I mean, I don't really know exactly where, what direction we're going with this podcast today, but I do think that's kind of more what you're trying to get at is, you know, it's okay to consume this, but we have to understand how we're consuming it and like what motivates that consumption. Took the words right out of my mouth. You're welcome. Dog. Yeah, no, that's, that's basically kind of what I wanted to kind of look at. Um, But I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's good things. And I think maybe another little caveat here is to say that when I say social media throughout this, I'm probably just mainly referring to Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. The big three. I never used Twitter. I never had one. Um, I don't think I really knew what Twitter was until I got to college. To be honest. <laughs> I didn't get a Facebook until I was a senior or a junior in high school. Um, I was so behind. Like you can ask some people that we know, like I didn't know what Vine was until like college. I had no oh, idea man. what those things were. So I was very like Northridge was this little, like, you know, building little, stuck in time. Back little in, bubble. Like, yeah. A little bubble. We didn't really know what was going on. We just played a lot of trivia crack. Anyways, most so, of the themes I think can essentially go to any platform though of social media. Yeah, that's you know, probably good. You know, Twitter is kind of the wild, wild west in my mind, <laughs> but I know that there are a lot of similarities between Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like all of them blend together, so it's not that it doesn't apply. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, it might just look different. Like I think, uh, like the title of this is is scrolling through life. I don't know if you really scroll through Snapchat, but you can kind of like, you know, whip through stories of people. And that's now that's Facebook kind of has like the, or not Facebook, Snapchat has like the little like stories that businesses do like daily mail or like GQ or like, those are terrible. Please don't watch those. Don't those watch are just those. the worst. Really don't watch those, but Gosh. they do have those now. And that's, that's, that's like the equivalent of like the scrolling in my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, I think when I, this idea of, uh, of scrolling through life that I wanted to hit on. I have this little uh, nifty chapter from a book called Liturgy and Personality. <laughs> Sounds riveting. <laughs> I know everyone's on the edge of their seat right now. But um, this is by Dietrich von Hildebrand, who's just a total stud. Um, a little dense, um, but his, just, his name's a little dense. So I know. I'd expect that. <laughs> yeah. Dietrich von Hildebrand. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he is talking about uh, this chapter is titled The Spirit of wickedness in the liturgy. Um, and what his, his whole point of this book is kind of to, uh, he's talking about how, what, what a real personality looks like. And we're not going to talk about that because that's a whole other topic, but um, his idea of these, there's values in the world, like things have value um, and they're pointing us to something. It's like a tree or a mountain or a person. Um, and there's, there's levels to these values of import. Um, But basically what he's getting at is that, um, I'll just read the sentence from this paragraph here. He says, this state of being inwardly awake means turning our face spiritually toward the world of values, keeping ourselves open to their radiation. Many people are not blind to values, but they leave it to chance whether or not a value reveals itself and seizes them. Hence, a life on the periphery. So what basically he's saying is that there is a danger that we kind of live this unquestioning, taking everything for granted, immersed in practical things and kind of just living our life without wonder. Um, and this is where I like the idea of kind of scrolling through life kind of came to me is that we just kind of, I just let my life 
pass me by. Um, I just like, I don't live my life really. I just kind of, it just, my life sort of just happens. Um, and that's where I think social media becomes very dangerous because it really engenders this thought in our minds of like, yeah, like I'm just scrolling through my life or just kind of move. And then when interesting things pop up, I'll click on them and kind of like engage in those and then back to just kind of scrolling through. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm coming from on this. And even with the interesting things that you do click on, at least for myself, it's like if I click on them, I'm like, oh, this might be interesting. And if I read like the first two sentences of the article and I'm like, oh, I don't want to really, I don't really want to take the time to like <laughs> yeah, right. dig in. It's like, where, where's like the brief synopsis? Like, where is like the summary? Like, where's the conclusion or where's the big table or the graph? And then, oh, I don't see anything or I don't see the video. Boom, put it down. Like, don't want to watch it anymore. Don't want to look at that anymore. Yeah. And it reminds me of like last week I was, I was talking about uh, how I had to stop watching YouTube, but like, I think I'd, I'd add that into this, um, into this category of like social media as YouTube. Like that's like a huge scrolling through life kind of thing. I'm just like Netflix too. Like there's nothing here, but I'm just scrolling. Like I don't even want to watch any of this stuff, but maybe mm-hmm. something will pique my interest enough where I'll watch it for two minutes and then kind of move on. And I think a lot of it too is this, um, like we put ourselves at the mercy of the thing of like, oh, hopefully like what he said there, like, you know, leave it to chance that I'll kind of be moved by it. Versus mm-hmm. like taking an active approach to like, what am I trying to like encounter here? Um, am I really seeking God in this moment? But uh, yeah, I kind of just leave it to chance that something will happen. And then we don't really want to engage it. Like we're like, that's why with the two minute thing, I'm waiting for it to happen in two minutes. And if it doesn't happen then, well, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just spend the two minutes and then kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah. And living in the periphery too is something that, kind of struck me in that quote about him, like, you know, we're on the periphery in that mindset. And I think oftentimes when we're living life and that kind of idea of like, you know, I'm going to let, I'm going to let almost life come to me. And then that's very much so in line with social media. Cause you know, maybe you're searching for interesting things, but it almost comes to like, you know, you're not going to really do anything meaningful until it like comes after you. And same thing with like, I don't know, just in life in general, it's like when we have this mindset, we stay on the outside, you know, where's, we have this idea like, well, something interesting is going to happen or if some, something from the center and something from the heart of it wants to like engage with me, they're going to come to me. I don't need to actually go into them. Um, and that's like just a dangerous mindset because it has to be an active role of us to actually encounter, go in, challenge ourselves to go in deeper rather than just be like, yeah, if something like, even like with faith, like, yeah, if God like wants to kind of strike me right now and like really move me, like he just will out of the blue, like. That's just like, or I'm going to go pray this one day this week. And, you know, I didn't go pray the other five, but like, if God really wants to like show me something, he's going to show me anyways. It's like, yeah, maybe he will. But also there has to be an equal attempt of breaking through that peripheral wall and going into the center. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if I, if I don't pray during the week and kind of like say like, God can only encounter me in this particular way, in this one moment, like, when I go to pray or only in the adoration chapel or only when I'm having a good day, can he encounter me and, and really do something good there? That's just not true. Um, I think of countless examples in my own life when just like the smallest like little things have kind of, even things that I would think would normally not move me in that direction towards God have made me think of him and have done that. But I think a lot of it, and honestly, I have to say this because this has been my experience, but like I didn't have social media or even like I didn't have my phone you know, that's like for, you know, I only had it one day a week for the last you know, 10 months or so. 
when you don't have that kind of cop out to be like, I have 10 minutes right now or five minutes, you know, sitting around waiting for something to just whip out your phone and scroll through your email, through Instagram, Facebook, whatever, Snapchat, check things. There is an opportunity then to really think and meditate upon like, what's God doing? Like, even like right now in the moment or like, where was he in, you know, throughout, throughout the day so far? Like what's been really going on in my life? How has my life been today? Where am I at? Like it's, and that's what I mean by living a recollected life is that I'm recalling, recollecting what is, what is happening, where God is present to me. Um, and if we don't practice this, then yeah, you're just going to kind of be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. I, I, I do good things. I'm, I'm nice. I'm nice to people. I kind of, you know, I don't kill anyone. I didn't do some egregious thing, but that's not what the Christian life is about. You know, like I know it sounds harsh and kind of like demanding and we kind of try to tamper it a little bit by saying like, Oh, well, you know, you don't have to be perfect now. Well, it's true, but you should be striving per- for perfection, ardently striving for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to be like scrupulous, but your heart and attitude should always be yearning for that. And I think if we use social media enough or we're just kind of, wanting to bliss out from life for 10 or 15 minutes every hour, then we're, we're not, we're not trying hard enough. I'm just like, I, frankly, I don't think we are. Um, and I know I need to work on that. Like I t- like email is a new thing for me. And I'm just like, I got to check my email, see who's emailed me, like what I need to get back to. And it's like, dude, no one emailed you. Like old Navy's new, you know, sale is not gonna, not gonna go anywhere. Chill. Yeah. I think just what you're saying there about, again, it relates back to the periphery of like, you know, if we're doing this, and this whole uh, recalling on our days, recalling our lives, like it helps you grow in self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, we are doing this like 15 minute, you know, escape from our own reality of escape from our life. Like, you know, today's so stressful. I need 15 minutes to get away, watch something funny, which it can be good in times. And like, you do need to do that. That's true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like you almost lose the opportunity of gaining any self-knowledge. You almost stay on the, like the peripheral wall of your own heart. You know, like you said, like, well, I'm a good person. Like I do good things. It's like, yeah, you probably are a good person. You do do good things. But like when you take away the distraction, you can go in and kind of like, okay, I'm a good person, but here are my shortcomings that I need to work on right now. Or like, here are these things like that were great blessings that I didn't really realize that were like, oh, that friendship or that, that conversation I had this morning. Um, and I, I know I've talked about social media before with you and other people. And I've always been like, oh yeah, like I use social media. It doesn't really like own me though. And then this past year, I did Exodus 90 um, mm. during Lent um, and a couple of months before Lent leading up to it. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's a 90-day period, um, kind of just like an extreme Lent, almost like it's a, the fasting is a little bit more intense and there's a little bit, it's a little bit more extensive. Um, and one of the fasts is you fast from social media for 90 days. And I remember being like, oh, that'll be no big deal for me. And then like day two, I got like three messages on Instagram of people like sending me memes and five Snapchats from people and an inst- like a message from Facebook. I remember like literally like I could feel it in my chest, like begging me to go see what they were like, just like calling yeah. me like, stop what you're doing right now and go see what that is. And that's why I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I do have a problem. Like when I would sit down for dinner by myself or like lunch by myself and be like, what am I going to do for these 20 minutes while I eat? Usually I would just scroll and look at Instagram and see like funny memes or whatever. And now it's like, Oh, I don't have that. I guess I could go 
sit with that person and talk to them. Or I guess I could just like, you know, pray during this or just like think about my day. Like I could organize what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. And it was a really tough transition for about 40, 45, the 90 days. Yeah. It took probably three quarters of the way till I fully was like, you know what? I can, I don't really need it right now. Like I'll read instead or I'll go pray instead or I'll just like have some time to, you know what? Just like relax and like almost meditate by myself and just have like some just peaceful moments by myself rather than just like having to fill the emptiness and fill the silence. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I mean, like I even noticed now, like I got my smartphone back and there'll be days here at the, at the rectory where I'll sit down for, for lunch and, or breakfast and no one's around phones out. And you're just like, let me just see what's there. It's like, what am I doing? Just, and if, everyone's, if you've ever been on a retreat before, like when you don't have that, and an actual excitement of training, I'm talking about like kind of the Kairos thing, but like when you're not with other people, you're just kind of, you're being quiet for a weekend or a week to just have your meal in silence. And there's like, there's no phone, there's no, no one to talk to. It's just like, I'm quiet and I can, I don't know, there's good ways of like, you appreciate what you eat more and kind of think about how your day's been going, whatever. Um, that's good. But I think what you said before about like growth and self-knowledge is huge because um, my, one of the guys who lives here with me, Dan was telling me like, look, the Christian life is self-knowledge, self-acceptance, self-gift. And so I think when it comes to what we've been talking about, like, you know, are you, are you striving for holiness? Are you striving for perfection? Perfection consists in like the radical gift of self and conforming yourself to Christ who gave himself, who is the good shepherd, right? This pastoral charity, this pastoral love of the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. So if we, I think this is kind of my thought is that, you know, if we're scrolling through life and it's just kind of like, I'm clicking on the first thing that's interesting to me, we are just enslaved to our own whims, passions, and feelings. So whatever, like, oh, I, I want to, I, I just do whatever I want to do whenever I feel like doing it. I click on whatever I want to click on whenever I feel like clicking on it. We train ourselves to not be selfless. We train ourselves to not give of ourselves. Um, so like, we don't know how to deny ourselves. I can't say no to that. I think I can't be like, um, I know I don't need to do that right now. Or, you know, there's something else that demands my, my attention or should demand my attention. And I'll instead just scroll through. So, um, if you know, if we're not striving towards working on this kind of self-denial and living that kind of life, well then I don't think we're really moving towards holiness. We're kind of stagnating or even, I mean, getting ourselves beaten down further and further into the pits there. Yeah. There's two things to come to mind for me. Um, first is like when we're, when we're posting these things, you know, uh, you're talking about this whole idea of, you know, what are we doing this for almost, you know, when we post these things, like are we posting this because we genuinely want to share them with the world. And like, we genuinely want to share in a relationship and share like that gift of self that we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. I want to give you guys an insight into my life. And like, I want, that's why I want to share it. And I want to see the insight into your life. Um, like that's a beautiful thing, but there's a difference between that and posting. I want to post this to get a reaction. It's that mm-hmm. whole idea. Like the, uh, um, the virtue signaling, honestly, like, <laughs> it's my biggest pet peeve with social media. Um, I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago too, and they did like the most outrageous virtue virtue signaling. Like they challenged each other to post it and see like who got the bigger reaction. Very funny. Um, But again, like this idea of like, are you posting this genuinely because you want to share in life and genuinely because it, it matters to you and you care about putting it out there 
mm-hmm. or are you posting it because you want people to see that you posted it or you want people to see that, you know, oh, look at so-and-so who traveled abroad 10 months ago and they're posting about it again. Like, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. Like, do you really want to share this with the world or are you just wanting to be like, look how cool I am? And this is something I'm not great at. Like, I will be the first one to admit I don't do this well all the time. And I am like conscious about what I'm putting out there. And, you know, there is always that temptation of like, oh, how many people have liked my picture? How many people have like oh, dear, commented yeah. at it? And honestly, this is my one of my problems I have with Instagrams. I know last year they considered taking away people's able, ability to view the amount of likes. I heard that. The yeah. amount of comments and view the amount of followers that they have. Which at first I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying. Like, I want to see mine. And I was like, wait a second. Like, you are the problem, Michael. Like, that's legitimately the problem. Like, why do you care about that? Um, and I really wish they would. Honestly, I really hope they do someday. I think it would be incredible for, for, for culture. Because I think that entire mindset bleeds over into our everyday life of putting on a facade for everyone. Just in like, mm-hmm. everyday life. Like, scrolling through life. Like, our social media presence like bleeds into our normal life. Because now when we put our persona in social media, now we have to be that person outside of social media too, when people encounter us. Yeah. And I think the, um, I mean, for me, I know that was the, that was the big problem. Like I was so hung up on like, you know, how many people are going to like this photo, which for me was like, not many people were liking it. Um, but I was like, really, okay, I got at least like a, you know, 20 or something like that. Um, and then it was like, who's going to like it? And then when are they going to like it? So then you think about, when am I going to post this thing? Like, but then when are I going to like, is it going to be an hour or is it going to be like five minutes until they like it? And it's just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, that was what I was struggling with. And I was like, you know what? It's better that I just don't have this because I'm so preoccupied by it. It's but ironic too, too because, oh good, yeah. sorry, I just cut you off, but ironic too because it's like a way of validating friendships in our head too. Like yeah. for me, especially like if I'm in an argument with someone or if I'm like not seeing eye to eye with a friend and I post them, it's like, oh, did they like my post? Like, it? like uh-huh. I'll go check them just to make sure that they did. Um, yeah. But it's like, oh, they didn't like her comment. Maybe they're mad at me. It's like, maybe they just didn't see it, you know? (laughs) Like that's not the ability to, that's not the way that we should be. And it's not a valid like excuse for being like, well, maybe our friendship isn't really as good as I thought it was. Yeah. They didn't respond to my Snapchat right away. What the heck, you know? Or they left Um, me on open. Yeah, those. Yeah, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the other thing too, I think I like what you said, but this is kind of like cultivated, like, vulnerability or like cultivated like kind of openness that we can do i've talked to my brother about this a lot but like um because vulnerability is a good thing and i will say that until the day i die but like when we do it in such a way and this can be on social media and in person i think it, it goes both ways but we can kind of cultivate like this you know here's this thing like i'm sharing this because i'm so like vulnerable you know or like here's an ugly photo of me, you know, quote unquote, like I don't look that good, but I'm being vulnerable. Like I don't, I'm not vain. I don't care about myself that much to like, you know, only post really beautiful pictures of myself. It's like, well, that's fine. But um, if we only cultivate that on social media, it can bleed over. Or if we do that in person too, where we don't really talk about anything of substance with our friends or our families, then we can, and on, you know, vice versa, we don't do it there. Um, but most importantly, we don't do it with other people like in person. It's like your friendships aren't where they should be. They are kind of flat and kind of dead. They're on the periphery, right? As, as Von Hildebrand said before, they're kind of just like, you're just kind of under, he says undergoing life. So you're undergoing a friendship. You're not living a friendship. You're not actually sharing in life with them um, in a radical way. 
um, which is what kind of what we're called to. So yeah, I just think that if we can, I know I need to work on this too, but like if we can just kind of find a way to be okay with sharing like difficult things and good things and trusting that like the friendships and the family members that we, we do share this with, uh, it's going to bear fruit there. It's not going to just be for naught. Um, it might not be this huge, like explosive thing. That's really awesome, but it can still be a really, a really good thing um, for us in the long run, especially if we are living a recollect, recollected life and paying attention to kind of what God's doing there. So even like the smallest thing can bear fruit. Um, just like a couple words that someone says might like, Oh, Oh, like that really, you know, struck me in a way that I hadn't thought before. Um, or I saw something that really moved me, whatever. Um, this person like did something that wasn't towards me, but just towards another, but that really helped me kind of see it differently. So I think the recollected life and being more open in our vulnerability that isn't a cultivated way, but is really like, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. And I'm sharing that with a person because you can't have authentic Christian community solely online. It just can't happen. Like you have to be in person. It has to be in person. Another reason why Snapchat is kind of, I think one of the things I get the most frustrated by is because like people use that as a sense of like, well, I'm talking to them. I spoke to them. We Snapchatted a few things and they saw that I was reading a book or I watched this movie or I was at this place. So they know what's going on in my life. It's like, no, I don't know what's going on in your life. What is the other thing? I'm sorry. I'm just going on a tangent right now. But like when people say, you know, how are you doing? And then someone says like, oh, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, I don't, what the, what part of that question made you think that I wanted to like know the things that you did? Like, I want to know what, how you are doing, how is your heart? How is your, which I know people get angry at that question, but like, yep. what's going on? Like, how is God working in your life? What are the joys and sorrows right now? And again, there has to be a balance between all of this and like social exactly. media. Yeah. Like social media doesn't have to be like all the time, just a pouring out of your heart. Like it shouldn't be. Hey, Don't everyone, do it there. Hey everyone, like look what God is doing in my life. Like there can be a time and a place for that on social media. And I definitely know of people who like share of their struggles on social media and it can be very, very inspiring. Um, those people that have inspired me through that, most of them are people who I have like a personal relationship with already. I know the struggle even more intimately. And it's that idea of when you see these posts, like especially the challenge to me, like when I see a friend post something like Mm -hmm. this, like whether it's a challenge or whether it's a blessing, whatever it is, like how I consume my friend through social media. Like, Mm -hmm. do I just give them a like and be like, oh, that's a cool post? Or do I comment, hey, great post, love it. Or am I actually like reaching out to them in the near future and be like, Hey, I saw this. Yeah. That was very beautiful. Like I would love to talk to you more about it. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's something that we're very uncomfortable doing in today's society. And I think social media has really hindered our ability to enter into those tougher conversations because you can know someone through social media without ever meeting them. Like there's people that I am following on Instagram who I've never even met in life before, but like, I'm like, Oh, I know that person just mm-hmm. because I follow them on social media. It's like, I don't know anything about them. I couldn't tell you their parents' name. I couldn't tell you their brother, sister's name. Like, I don't know them. I don't know their life. Um, and I think social media like gives us this excuse to be like, oh, I know them and I know what they're doing because I saw them post a couple of days ago. Like, I, they're doing well. They posted something and they seemed happy. So I think they're doing well. And there's a difference in that when, when we actually encounter someone in person and what are we conversing about? Are we just saying, oh, I saw your post the other day. That looked fun. Yeah. Cool. Or like, let me show you, let me show you this thing that I saw. Like, it's really funny. And we just kind of like, everything is always, everything is always be happy. Like everything's gotta be happy. And that's, and that's another thing I think I'm just thinking about as you, as you talked is that the kind of reactions you can give 
on social media is either a heart, a thumbs up. You can put a thumbs down, but like, what does that mean? Like, an angry face. Don't forget an, angry face. An angry face. Great. Like the reactions are so limited that it's like, how does that express any sort of compassion, love, what, what you what you should be responding to in that mm-hmm. in that moment? Like as you said, I really like that. That someone might post something deep, um, but I think people the people who post, and I think the ones in, in my own life who I know have posted things that like they've only posted that after they've shared it with actual persons in person or like, you know, in a personal way. It's not just like kind of a, oh, here's like a, a big, you know, mic drop moment here. It's for everyone to see. It's like, no, it's like a very intimate thing that they've shared personally. And then they feel that they can share it more publicly, um, which is fine, but it starts with the personal thing, but you can't have a encounter with someone to really have any depth of relationship or knowledge of that person. If all you're doing is, um, you know, giving a thumbs up or a heart or even, you know, saying a couple nice words in the comment section, like that doesn't communicate. Like we are as human persons, body and souls, so like there is a, a very real importance to being in person or engaging personally with, with people. So I think, and I think it's just a matter of, at least I know in my life. And as you were talking, Mike, it was like, dude, we're freaking like, I'm insecure. I'm scared of suffering. Like we all are scared of suffering. We don't want to do that. And so to give a thumbs up or a heart or whatever and kind of not engage with someone in that really like deep way, like you were talking about, like, hey, I want to talk to you about that. That is a cause for suffering. Like suffering does not have to be this physical pain or like this deep emotional angst or hurt. It can just be like something that's uncomfortable or difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And that's suffering because it's not something that I want to do, something that's out of my control. Like, yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. And we don't want to engage that too often. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, shifting us towards this way of like, how do I, how do I, you know, going back to the last week, how do I deal with my friends? Yeah. How do I deal with those insecurities? Yeah. I know we are being critical to some degree. And I know we do have that theme at times. Uh, you and I are very like black and white. We see it the way we see it. And like, yeah, I am. That's it. I know <laughs> I, I am too. Um, again, I, I just want to stop though and say like, you know, these posts on social media and like posting on social media is a great thing. Like I love seeing my friends post. I love seeing my family post, like especially Facebook. Like I have a lot of family from across the country mm-hmm. who honestly, I don't really talk to that much, but it's yeah. great to see a photo of them with their kids every once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, they look like they're having a fun day at the park today. And like those, we're not saying don't post. We're not saying don't encounter them. We're not saying don't like posts, don't comment and just like delete social media. Like you can't have real friendship if you have social media. Like <laughs> social media will never allow you to have true friendship. That's definitely not what we're saying. Like there is a very large amount of joy and beauty that can be found in it. But I think what you and I are really trying to say is don't let social media be the end all be all of a friendship. Don't let social media be the way that you encounter your best friends or your closest yep. circle. And I know we have these, we talked about this in a very early podcast, the circles of friendships, you know, mm-hmm. at the very center you of Christ. And then outside of that, you have the really close friends that the non-negotiables and every layer it goes, those friendships become a little bit more peripheral. Um, but making sure that those people that are closer to those inner circles, you're not just consuming them via social media, however you see them on Instagram, Facebook, or the snap, Snapchat streak you have that you snap each other once a day, with a blank face. Like, don't let that just be the end all be all of your friendship. Like, challenge each other to dive deeper and challenge each other to have those uncomfortable conversations. And for me too, like sometimes posting like something big on social media 
is almost a way to like deflect me having those conversations because it's like i could yeah. just put it out there and everyone will see it and then whoever wants to like engage mm-hmm. me will come back and talk to me yeah and they will like if they really care like they will come to me which one is very dangerous because if certain people don't reach out yeah. to you it's like oh man what what is this friendship they don't care they don't love mm-hmm. me um but on the other hand is something to keep in mind though because if we're doing that more than likely other people are doing that as well which is not great but that's almost like a reminder to yourself of like hey reach out to them have conversations with them like i've had some people in my life who i haven't talked to for years who have reached out to me on social media i mean high school friends who have talked to maybe three times in high school even though i didn't even really consider like a friend who have reached out to me in the last six months and I remember being like, we weren't even like friends, but this means so much that you're reaching out and like having an actual conversation about my life. And it, it was in re- reaction to the catch. And they're like, you know, why are you doing this? Like what motivated you? Your like relationship with Christ. And I was like, I've met you like eight times in my life. And the fact mm-hmm. that you can have this conversation with me and like challenge me to be open and be vulnerable with you is so beautiful. Um, and so like, again, social media is a very good avenue to open up those doors, but just don't let it be the end don't let that be the only avenue for friendship yeah i think that was well said because i know <laughs> i can come off sounding very angry and and bitter and just like rah rah we, we both do that it's okay but yeah i think yeah it's it it can be a hindrance to the christian life is mm-hmm. my is my point um sure. it can really like shore us up from entering into any real real depth and it can be like i i will say poisonous to friendships and to relationship with God um, if we allow it to kind of dictate how we encounter people. Um, And if we're looking for kind of a, if we allow it to kind of become some sort of like sedative to life where it's like, I don't need to encounter this or, you know, I don't need to try that hard anymore. Um, I don't need to like, God doesn't need to be the most important thing in my life right now for 10 minutes. He can kind of take a back seat. It's like, no, he can't ever yeah um obviously you like i mean to be fair like if you're doing a math problem you can't do math while thinking about how great god is like you got to <laughs> no. kind of focus on the math problem but like it's it's again this isn't about creating a perfect system of like you know spend x amount of time on social media engage your friends in this like perfect way and it'll all kind of come together it's like it is about cultivating an attitude of the heart and the disposition of the heart so saying like i want to do this for god i want god to be at the forefront of my mind and my heart in you know kind of how i how i live my life mm-hmm. such that everything that i do in the specifics like you know a math problem to be really really specific he's there even in that really small thing and i know that he's there with me in that mm-hmm. so it's not just kind of like oh you know like 10 minutes this is my time like god you don't have a place here and then in friendships like you know this is like i don't really want to engage this person they don't really matter that much to me um i'd rather just kind of take it easy um not to say that every conversation is going to be this deep, profound thing where you're sharing like the deepest, darkest secrets of your heart. Like, and it won't yeah, be. Humor, it won't be. It never will be that um, all the time. That's, that's a good thing too. That's okay. You don't need to only talk about right the like, matters of the heart. You can, you can joke, be yeah, be fun with each other, kind of do goofy things, whatever. Be like, that's awesome. Yeah, be be human. Um, but again, if if that takes the place, it's like cake. If you only have the frosting, that kind of sweet, goofy stuff, um, you'll get sick very quickly. If you all, if you just consume that all the time and consume people that way. So you need the kind of substantive cake part that makes the sweetness even better. It all comes together and integrates wholly. So if we have too much of one or too much of the other, like one's very bland 
if you're just sharing deep, deep stuff all the time, it kind of, it's bland. I don't know how to say that nicely or in a better way, but like, it's kind of like, it doesn't have the same impact, I guess I would yeah, say like, I you know, it doesn't mean as much, but if you only have the sugary stuff, then, you know, aches and, you know, stomach aches and other things that happen to your body. So just kind of finding a good way to, to balance it. And yeah, moderation is, I guess the key. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Honestly, I would just, a good challenge I think for anyone right now with social media and it's something I kind of actually want to redo myself is, you know, limit my, I try to limit myself to like social media once a day um, mm. or like maybe even just twice a day. And it's like a healthy level of consuming where I still see the people, like I see the people posting, but this mm. is less of me going out and searching for other things to fill my own time. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, I think if we do that, we will understand like how connected we are to it and how uncomfortable we are, like just being alone by ourselves in silence. Um, and it's like, yeah. I don't know before, I guess I know we're wrapping up here soon, but like before we wrap up, like that'd just be a challenge to the listeners. Like just try it for a couple of days, like once a day having social media and that's it. Um, and when you're challenged with like, Oh, I would n- normally pull up my phone right now. When you have that temptation, enter into something else, whether it's prayer, whether it's reading or whether it's reaching out to an actual friend. Yeah. Like do one of those three in those times where you normally would pick up your phone. Um, that's just say, my, that's my personal challenge. It's something I'm going to try and hold myself accountable to this week. Hopefully. Yeah. I think one of the things I've been working on is like the, with getting away from you, trying to get away from YouTube and that kind of stuff of like just blissing out in that way um, of like, instead of, Oh, I'll just text someone or like kind of wait for them to, text me or whatever like just call someone out of the blue you know if I, I want oh i should talk to this person or i haven't talked to them in a while or whatever it's like give them a phone call if they don't answer they don't answer but like at least try to like engage with them because even texting can kind of be a, a way of like not really there's a, there's a certain distracting yourself of personalness that comes with actually hearing their voice and you know talking on the phone so yeah i think i mean that's something i'm trying to get better at it's very difficult and scary to just call someone out of the blue or it's not planned or whatever it's like no i'm just gonna see how they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, yeah, finding a time to step away from social media during the day and then reaching out to people in a more personal way would be good invitation for the, for the upcoming week. I agree. Sweet. Well, that was an interesting conversation. That was all over the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think it was good though. We'll see. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, from here at the catch, we are thankful for you. We will be praying for you. Please pray for us. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, um, just want to talk to John and I, reach out to us at thecatchcc at gmail.com. Um, but that's all we got. Farewell. So long. Peace out. Oh, and go listen to Taylor Swift's new album.